All right. It is DanCast episode... It's episode 80-something now, I think. Uh, man, I haven't done one of these in a while, so... Uh, <laughs> maybe I should stop starting my shows by saying I haven't done one of these in a while. Would that make everyone feel better? It might make me feel better. <laughs> Every show, I just think I come in like, Oh, oh, jeez, I'm sorry I haven't been there for you, kid. I haven't, been, I haven't done one of these in a while. Like, I come in, like, as if I'm some dad that ran out on you. And you've been you've been on the other end of the internet checking your your podcast app, going when's the Dancast gonna come? And your mother goes, he's on vacation, he's on hiatus, and I'm not on hiatus. It's just that uh, I just haven't done one of these in I don't know three weeks. My latest experiment was the thing with the newsletter. And I thought that was fun, and maybe I'll continue to do that. I haven't done one of those in like a couple weeks, because uh, I had a little, uh, last weekend, I had a little excursion. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we went to a 1920s festival thing. They called this the Rum Runners Festival, and uh, the idea is it's a town nearby, you have a weekend, they have a uh, thing going on where it's like... Uh, a 1920s vibe like uh it's prohibition and you know the bars <laughs> one bar really was uh had like a, a a speakeasy vibe going on and so we thought it'd be fun so what we did is uh we went they had like a carnival in the middle of the afternoon and we went to this carnival and no one was there i guess before i get into how this festival went. I should tell you the process of getting into a 1920s festival. Like, I suppose, like many things that you do when you're in a relationship, sometimes, you know, you can't just be a boring, I don't want to do that. I want to stay at home. I'll play PlayStation. I'll watch Netflix. Because if you do that for a while, you're not going to be in a relationship for much longer. You're just going to be a boring guy, and you're going to sit at home and uh, nurse your pornography addiction. And uh, so I didn't want to do that. So I said, yeah, let's let's do it, because she was really excited about it. So we went, and uh, before we left, I spent like two hours tying a bow tie. It is one of the most difficult things in the world to do. I think as a, as a man, <laughs> as anybody really, um, part of the reason maybe, but bow ties went out of style is that they're just so goddamn hard to tie. Uh, I watched maybe 10 YouTube videos on how to tie a goddamn bow tie. And every one of them was like, gets up to a point, And then when you tie a bow tie, you create a, uh, basically a hole that no camera can ever see because it's behind like the knot. So that's where things start falling apart. How do you progress after that? No one knows because uh, you can't ever document it. So some people, you know, landed on the moon. We believe them. <laughs> we believe that people landed on the moon because there's video of it. I believe that people can tie bow ties because there's videos of it. But it wasn't just... One guy made a video 
on tie and a bow tie, and everyone went, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. No need to ever make another bow tie video. And instead, there's hundreds, thousands of them on YouTube because they're so goddamn hard to do. And I spent, you know, I think I got the basics of it within 20 minutes. And then I knew enough to make a sloppy bow tie. And I wasn't satisfied with that, so I would keep fucking with it and uh, try to fix it. And uh, it didn't work. I just made it worse. <laughs> and uh, so my arms were very tired because they were just up near my, my neck for two hours. But I think I got it now. I think I figured out how to tie a bow tie. So I got the bow tie going on. I had like suspenders. I had a hat. She brought in all this stuff for me to try out to look 1920s. And we get there. And at least we get to the carnival part. And it either just ended or nobody is there. And they had like a like games like Bobbin for Apples and stuff like that. And it's like, I am not doing that. I've spent too much time tying a goddamn bow tie to risk getting it all apple wet. So, did not go bobbing for apples. And I don't even know, you know, did that is that something they did in the 1920s? The 1920s to me meant um means Al Capone, that movie The Untouchables, I recommend it, Kevin Costner. It's him being the uh I don't know, FBI some FBI agent back then. And trying to nail Al Capone, arrest him, and then they end up just nabbing him on tax evasion charges. What does that tell you? <laughs> what does that tell you about the way the American judicial system, the American justice system works, the American law enforcement works? If you don't pay up, and if you're evading your taxes, they're going to get you. They got Al Capone. Guy was sneaking in alcohol. Didn't he run, like, tons of prostitution rings? They couldn't nail him for that. He holds back a few dollars in taxes, and they busted him. They got him. It was a fun weekend. We went to a uh, vaudeville-type show. A lot of singers. And I don't know if you know what a uh, <laughs> a uh, vaudeville-type show is like at all. I imagined it was, like, a lot of singing and marionettes and things like that but there were no skits it was a lot of singers and uh they're all singing it's more like jazz type shows songs instead of uh instead of like authentic 1920s we went to you know after going out to dinner and all that we went to like this bar that was a speakeasy and a lot of people were like saying that i say a lot of people one drunk woman <laughs> One drunk woman said that we were the best dressed. Most of the other people there, at least people our age, to them it was just another opportunity to have a Halloween party, Halloween costumes, because a lot of uh, guys were just like white t-shirts and bow ties and kind of like what I was dressed as. And uh, a lot of the women were um, some kind of black top and they got these frilly things uh my girlfriend went a lot uh what's the word cleaner she didn't look she didn't look like some 1920s tramp 
which is <laughs> what most of these people, most of these ladies looked like. So she was very proud of that. And, uh, but that's why I didn't make a, long story short, that's why I didn't make a, a podcast last weekend. Cause I was, I was pretty busy with that. That was all day Saturday. And then Sunday, I don't even, Sunday, um, had other stuff going on. <laughs> Do you like, you like how I did that? I told you all about Saturday for way too long. And then just glossed over Sunday. Um, I am back on my SM7B, uh, I thought it just sounded cleaner. Past few episodes, I was trying the Procaster again, and uh, I don't like it. it. Sounds too muffly to me. And these, uh, I do enjoy the sound of an SM7B. I was reading a uh, a microphone review for like podcasters, and this guy uh, basically shit all over the SM7B. Didn't like it at all. And it may be overkill for some people. I I don't know. I think mine sounds pretty clean. I think this podcast, as far as the production quality, is uh, pretty good. The only thing that holds it back, I think, is maybe I talk too close to the mic and the reverberations in the room uh, end up in the recording. But on the other hand, who cares? <laughs> I think most the the bar for podcast recording quality is so low. One of the one, In the top 10 podcast in iTunes... You got Bill Burr, and Bill Burr sounds like he's recording off his MacBook. <laughs> What's going on? Just checking in on you. If you still listen to Bill Burr like I do. And you hear it echo throughout the room. He doesn't have headphones. He doesn't have a, a mic stand. Maybe he does. I think he said he records on like some one of those handheld units. Uh, anyway... Uh, what else is going on? Not much. <laughs> hey, haven't really uh, checked in to see how other people's uh, podcasts are going. I mean, I know, I know, I haven't seen much traffic in a while. Let's. Uh, what else would I like to talk about today? Um, this is not really well planned out. I went to Walmart a couple weeks ago. And I have should come to terms with the fact that I actually enjoy going to Walmart. And I know that's not an un, not a popular thing to say. I don't think there's anything wrong with Walmart. And I think one of the reasons people shit on Walmart is because trashy people like going to Walmart and they don't like and they don't like being seen with them and associating with them. And uh, that's why they shit on Walmart. They can go to Target. I got. I like Target too. Walmart is um, often in the news for not for. <laughs> the, I guess the media and people say that they exploit wages. They exploit workers. Don't pay them fair wages. But I don't know. On the other hand, how much do you think someone just scanning barcodes should get paid? You know what Walmart does do because their one strength is their consolidation of distribution. So they do good for the poor by charging low prices. You know? You know what I'm saying? Because stuff is cheaper at Walmart, poor people, that's why they go to Walmart. That's why I go to Walmart. Here's a crappy example. I like getting those little uh, cans of peanuts, the ones that are like chocolate <laughs> or... um 
salt and vinegar chipotle peanuts at my local store in town they're two dollars and 20 cents a container at a price chopper like 20 minutes 30 minutes away it's two dollars a container at walmart a dollar fifty so add that all up over time and across all your grocery shopping or all your other shopping you you know you're buying long sleeve shirts for seven dollars which i did and in a way that's a good thing isn't it i thought this was the idea but uh i don't know i have maybe i should read up on the topic um (laughs) before i before i opine on it it's just the the thing i was thinking about it because I was waiting in a long line because a lot of people like going to Walmart and thinking, why do people hate Walmart? And it's got to be snobbery. I think it really is snobbery. When you see things like Tumblr blogs that are like poor people or people of Walmart and it's trashy people, the, the fact that Walmart is associated with that or linked, I should say, to those sorts of people how else, okay, the person who comes in dressed all trashy, where where else are they going to get as good a chance on getting some decent clothes or or some decent food or uh, soap and stuff like that? They're going to get it at Walmart if they get it at all. So this is their best shot to not be trashy. And people attack Walmart from two sides. They go, we don't pay your workers enough. Meanwhile, no one else (laughs) name, where else are you going to go to get those nuts for a dollar 50? If you're buying nuts at all. Um, or they attack it. Like your clientele is trashy. Meanwhile, everyone still goes. Everyone still, people still go to Walmart and, uh, put a lot of lip service into the decline of the Main Street mom and pop stores. I don't know what your Main Streets look like here where I live. My mom and pop Main Street stores are like overpriced artisanal soaps and bars, and they're charging people like, you know, $8 for a drink, stuff like that. I think those people are probably paid fine, but... (laughs) It's not like the old days where the general store was down there. And it's run by the the Smiths. I couldn't f- think of a better name than Smiths. But, uh, I don't know, I just thought of it just standing there and thinking, like, this is a net good, isn't it? That things cost less at Walmart. That you can buy a shirt for $7.00. And a pair of jeans for $15, $12. You're not spending $50 on, like, Levi's. You're buying Wranglers for $12. Isn't that better? Isn't that good for people? Especially the sorts of people that go to Walmart? Cut Walmart some slack. The, uh... Didn't think I would be <laughs> defending... That's the name of... My new my new podcast is Defense My Defense of Walmart. That's gonna be a title. You know who I won't defend though is that those goddamn dirty Germans at Volkswagen. And I don't know if you've seen the news, but basically 
they're finding out that Volkswagen cheated on a lot of their uh, diesel engine EPA emissions tests. I have a TDI, um, stands for turbo diesel injection, and I got injected with a falsehood that uh, highway <laughs> highway mileage is like 54 miles per gallon on uh, diesel. And right now it's not so bad because diesel is like which is almost in line with, with gasoline prices. But, uh, I remember thinking, should I get a diesel? And my sister kind of convinced me. She was, it's better for some reason. She was like, you can use biodiesel, man. It's better for the environment. And I thought, well, I'll just get it and see how it goes. And after a while, I'm not, my next car will not be a diesel because, uh, there's too much anxiety of being in the middle of nowhere and needing to get fuel and you go up to the local uh filler station and it's it's just gasoline no diesel so i would just screw it just get gasoline until they don't run on gasoline anymore until they run on <laughs> human blood because walmart has replaced all the workers with uh robots so all the checkout people, they go and uh, give blood so that we can drive our cars. The the uh, Volkswagen thing, they're finding out. Um, generally, what's gonna, I think what's going to happen is within a year or so, the cars will get recalled and they'll make it. They'll make the cars basically put out more smog, I guess, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, my re- the resale value will go down or something. I don't know. You know what? People forget about that shit all the time. No one... Does anyone remember that, you know, Toyota vehicles were just randomly accelerating and people were getting run over? Firestone tires were, like, just bursting into... <laughs> bursting? I was going to say bursting into flames. I don't know if they were bursting into flames. But, uh... Stuff like that, it just... It's a a big talking point for like a month, and then it goes away, and no one remembers it. Gentlemen, I listened to the new New Order album. I know you guys make fun of me for uh, liking that band. (laughs) No, actually, I've been made fun of for liking Phil Collins, but New Order uh, was one of my favorite bands when when I was in college with the two of you, I think, I went to college with who listened to this, maybe. And uh, they came out with a new album, and it's it's all right. Not their best. It's better than their last few. And uh, it's one of those things when a band is just sounds different. Like it's the same group. It was kind of like New Coke. I don't. I I shouldn't be able to say it's kind of like New Coke because I've never had New Coke. I don't think I have had New Coke. But. Uh, some of the the band members have one of the band members left, so they got this new bass player, and it kind of sounds like the same style the other guy played, but it isn't, and uh, it's like you know seventy percent of what it used to be, as far as that same feel. Um, also, the funny thing is, I was thinking about this earlier today, is how so many groups. If you were in a band in the 80s, you're now approaching 60 years old. 
Because you were probably born in the 60s, you're in your 20s when it's the 1980s, and you had all this synth-pop thing going on, and now these bands are coming back, and it's just old guys <laughs> dancing to synthesizers and drum machines, and uh, I think we're going to face a lot of that very soon, is just, when you think of old people music, I think when our generation, we're thinking of, like, the Beatles I know, I know a lot of people who, you know, you, you go in high school, when you're in high school, you listen to what your parents listen to. So a lot of people I went to high school with were like Grateful Dead and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And I don't know, did they go out of style yet? And uh, soon, that's going to be these 80s bands, like Depeche Mode or New Order. Um, Soft Cell. No one, Soft Cell probably not because no one knows anything other than uh, Tainted Love, which isn't even their song. Isn't it a song by the Supremes? The, uh, so I listened to it today, the new New Order album, and I, re- I liked it. It's called uh, Music Complete. You can check it out on Apple Music, which I am liking despite a few bugs in it. Uh, I'm scanning through old tweets to see if I have anything else I can talk about that, uh, not really. I didn't go away for a week. I'm probably going to go to Las Vegas or, de- well, I say probably, I'm, you know, I have a plane ticket and a hotel room booked. I'm going to Las Vegas in October. So no podcast that week. One other thing I can talk about is, um, I watched this movie, the, not the Walrus, Tusk. Kevin Smith movies, the past few, the past 10 years, I liked Red State a lot. Red State felt very, you know, those movies you're watching and you just have a pit in your stomach sort of feeling because you wonder what's going to happen next and that just builds a lot of suspense. Red State was a lot like that. Um... The last Kevin Smith thing I saw was Tusk, which I guess was garbage because <laughs> it got onto like Netflix and Amazon Instant pretty quick. I judge a movie based on how fast it comes to Netflix after the theatrical release. Tusk took about a year, um, so probably not Kevin Smith's best. Isn't that strange that this, this, you know, I guess it's not strange. When he was young, he was doing Clerks and Mall Rats. You know, things that matter to young people, like being in the mall and comic... He still does stuff on comic books. But, uh, Dogma. And then, I don't know, but after Dogma, he did, um, Cop Out, which I heard was a disaster. Not not financially, but just behind the scenes. I guess Bruce Willis is such a nice guy because he's in that... But uh, Tusk is just one of the strangest movies you'll ever see. You kind of know what's going to happen. And you watch it and you think, these guys think this is funny. (laughs) And the guys directing the movie, the guys making the movie think this is hilarious. And you're watching it like, what the fuck is this? Justin Long is in it. Uh... So if you remember Justin Long from uh he has a he had a bunch of character roles, right? Uh 
He was in those Apple commercials. He was in that Funny or Die Steve Jobs movie. Uh, he's in he's in that Tusk. I don't want to give it away, but on the other hand, you'll know exactly what happens when you look at the goddamn album cover. Album cover. Movie cover. So, maybe if you want to be weirded out, check out Tusk. So, what am I at? 25 minutes? That's probably enough for a quick checking in on you. Podcast update. Oh, I will tell you guys another thing. I have been obsessed with playing cards. Probably not this week, but uh, about a week or two ago, I bought new playing cards and I was trying to teach myself to shuffle and it was a was a mess. Shuffling, I just I it's one of those things you gotta practice if you're not good at it. I remember playing poker with you guys. 10, 15 years ago, and everyone would uh, make fun of me for um, my shuffling technique because it wasn't good. And I remember getting so mad at people, like, uh, if I knew they were bluffing and that, and I don't know, still don't know how to play poker that well, but I wanted to learn. And uh, I still wish there should be some sort of computer or ipad app or something that does sets up your webcam so you can hang out with your buddies across the internet and play a poker game with them i've never seen anything like it the one idea i thought of was why don't you just skype everybody and you play poker that way and you go yeah but who's the dealer and how how do you guarantee the cards you know, you're 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 drawing from the same deck. You can't. Unless you all take it you, no, you can't even take it on a leap of faith that you're shuffling your own deck because the shuffles are gonna be different. So if they figure out a way to solve that problem and uh video chat app, same deck, you can rip on your friends and uh and uh, play play card games with them. Somewhat related to card games, I sold my cigars. I got rid of them. My brother bought them. I just poisoned my brother, didn't I? He's doing that probably all by himself. Anyway, I don't have that stuff anymore. So I can't have a smoky room. I don't know what came over me. I thought it would be fun. And I enjoyed it the first few times I did it. And then I tried it again like... You know, month after month, just one time, and I just didn't care for it. It was all, it was all like, uh, you go to bed feeling like you're a chimney. Couldn't do it anymore. So, that's enough for tonight. It's about going on for a half an hour. You guys will hate me because I said Walmart's not so evil. <laughs> and, uh, that's enough. For tonight, I'll talk to you some other time.